Welcome to the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. My name is Jody Cameron, and I'm really excited to be here with you today. This is the podcast where we start really important conversations with the hopes and the belief that you can take this conversation and continue it with your teams. And um, so today I'm here with my dad. Actually, you know, Ms. Pastor Kevin. You are the Kevin. new host today. I am. I am. I'm so excited. <laughs> we've been preparing for this and uh, we've been talking about it and I'm excited. We're talking about my inheritance today, right? Like that's the, <laughs> no, we're, no, we're not. Oh, we're not okay, talking okay, about okay, that. Okay. We're not, not talking about uh, <laughs> my grandson's college tuition okay, either. Okay. Another time, another time. Um, no, but today we're talking about um, that leadership rises and falls on these three things. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about these three things and and give sort of a, a broad stroke today. And yep. maybe we'll come back to them at another time and dig a little deeper. But um, let's just talk about what are those three things? What are the three things that leadership rises and falls on? I think we call them leadership distinctives. So right. let's just give give the three, put them on the table and get going. Today. Okay, sure. I'm excited about this, by the way. I feel like um, if somebody thinks that the theme or the, the title is uh, is maybe over exaggerated, I don't think they'll feel that way. I don't think you'll feel that way in a few minutes. I think you'll realize there really is something to these three distinctions. First one is this is character. Just simply leadership rise and falls on character. The second mm-hmm. one is core competency. And the third one is culture. Those three things. And of course, there's lots of depth that goes down into all of those. But those are kind of like the big top three that leadership rises and falls on. So character, strong character, core competencies, and culture. Let's let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about character. Uh, In the world that we live in today, the definition of terms is so important. So let's define what we mean when we say character or strong character. So what we mean is that it's not just doing right things. It's doing right things right. So it's, it's about when you have character and you build character, you're not just doing the right thing, but you're doing it with the right attitude. You're doing yeah. it with the right motive. You're doing it with the right considerations. In other words, you're considering who, what, who's going to be impacted by this yeah. and how it's going to affect other people. So you're considering others in the process. So that's what we mean when, we're, when we began to talk about the issue of character. Like you can do what your lead pastor is asking you to do so it's the right thing. Yep. But if you're not doing it with the right attitude or you're not doing yep. it with the right considerations or the right motives, right. Like I'm just doing this because I was told to do it, but I don't really agree with it. Right. right, right. Like those are the things that is like a chink in the armor yep. of character. And so yep. um, let's talk about this. If, if character <laughs> is one of those elusive things in our society today, um, what we have these conversations is character something that people either have or don't have like is it just you either have character or you don't yeah or is it something that you can have it and lose it i mean what do you think about that i i, I think that's always a great a great question <clears throat> to, to ask ourselves. and in the world i think people would say well you either have it or you don't mm-hmm. you know but I think when it comes to us as believers that we began w- with the fact that 
our our basic character is flawed mm-hmm. from the beginning. And we have to begin right there. <clears throat> we have to begin with the idea that we have all sinned. We have all come short of the glory of God. Um, so, you know, when we came out of the womb, we did not come out with perfect character. Right. <laughs> or really any character. Everything starts there with a sin- the sinful nature. So character's flawed. But the good news is, is that character can be weakened or character can be strengthened. And a lot of that has to do with how much a person has a desire, Mm -hmm. actually, to do what's right and do it the right way. So when we talk about character... And, you know, people don't necessarily start with character. Um, You know, if you've ever had a baby, you know, they do not come out being perfect all of the time, right? right. It's our, that sinful nature. They're not considering us. others. They're, They're not always not considering, considering others. mommy. Um, but yeah. as we, if, if we're a person that wants to develop character yeah. and we get to a point where we feel like, you know, we've made some good decisions. We we know what mo- good morality is. We we want to, you know, have a pure mind or live a pure life or, or that sort of thing. With all of the struggles, we'll just call them in mm-hmm. our world today with leadership, especially in the church world, we it just it feels like sometimes leaders are just dropping like flies, right? In the character department, which is I think why we're talking about leadership rises and falls on these three things character being one of them as leaders are sort of dropping like flies what is going on right you know like i I feel like it's a character drift yeah you know i mean we were talking about this and it's almost like when we went to the ocean years ago and you know i was a junior higher and i was you know playing in the ocean right in front of you guys and you guys were hanging out on the sand and I just was like doing my own thing, playing in the water. And then all of a sudden I look up and I am 50 to 100 yards away from you yeah. in the ocean, <clears throat> you know, like on still on the shoreline, but a good distance away. Mm-hmm. The drift happened. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that's what happens with our character. Yeah. We can strengthen it and it gets stronger or this drift happens where I honestly don't believe that people wake up you know, from like going one night, going to bed, loving their spouse and waking up the next morning, plotting how to have an affair. Right. I just don't believe that happens. Right. It's the TV shows that they start to watch. It's the conversations they start to entertain. It's the text messages they start to engage with. And then all of a sudden you're on this pathway. It's the drift that happens in character. So can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah, I I think it's really important that we try to get into this conversation, not just here, but with your teams and with your friends and with pastors who will talk to pastors, I think we've got to we we've got to go there. And so, um, at, like you said, you and I were talking about this, and you brought up that term, like character drift. And I I love that. Um, one way that this happens on church teams or church staffs is when there begins to be a behavior, a lifestyle. Um, you'll begin to do things with that group. You'll begin to watch TV shows that, you know, gals may say, oh, on Tuesday night, we're watching this show and, you know, and, and get together. And maybe the, the, really the, the show is not something you would want 
to advertise or let people, other pe people know you're watching it. And it starts in innocence, like you said. It starts mm -hmm. with just, you know, everybody, we're going we're gonna to have a good time. Yeah. It's harmless. Um, conversations that basically uh, would not be done in front of other team members or other staff or other church members outside that, that group. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's where a lot of the danger the danger begins mm -hmm. it, it, and and it begins in this idea that well it's just with my group it's just with us and there's certain behaviors that we wouldn't want others to know that we're doing so actually what we do we protect ourselves from the uh, from the conversation of whether it really is healthy or not mm -hmm. by keeping it secret sure and so I feel like that that's something that right now we need to talk a little bit more about yeah. um, than we have in, in, at least in my previous years of ministry, is this idea of, of secret, you know, keeping secrets that maybe are not really big secrets, but it has to do with lifestyle. It has to do with we'll watch, what we'll talk about, the language that we'll use with people, um, I think alcohol right now is a is a big thing that some people are good to do it in private and even to get drink more than they should be drinking in private and would not be they wouldn't want other people to know they wouldn't be as loose they wouldn't be as free they wouldn't go as far right sure conversation alcohol um the the shows they watch whatever it might be you can go further within the context of a certain private group and to me i'm just saying that's dangerous sure it's it's the drift it's a drift it, it might start harmless but if we're not careful and I, and what i've heard you talk about is that finding that gravity that true north Yep. You know, and yep. it it seems like the it, it works in tandem. The closer we get to true north, the easier it is to make decisions to stay there. Yep. But the further we get away from it, the in the secret times or in, on that pathway, the harder it is to get back. You know, the easier it is to stay drifting. Right. So maybe just talk a little bit about that true north. Let's use, let's use the same example. Um, when you when you start to we we would just say you know kid yourself. Uh, you start to talk to yourself in ways like. So you know what true north is, mm -hmm. but you start to say, yeah, but we're just friends. Like we're just, it's, you know, it's no big deal. It's harmless. So you're starting right there to move away from an absoluteness. Sure. We, none of us want to be legalistic. Mm -hmm. um, we, we know we're New Testament Christians, but even in stuff that like I just said the word alcohol a while ago. <laughs> you know, I yeah. put it out there. And I don't know in our listeners who drinks, who doesn't, what what but the bottom line is the Bible does talk about drunkenness. Mm -hmm. So that's my point is that can we get absolute about one thing? Like by yourself or with anyone else, drunkenness is is dangerous. Sure. And we need to like abstain from that stay away we need to say that we yeah. need to just say we we don't get drunk we don't get drunk with our our private group we don't get drunk with anybody we don't we, we don't drink that much and if we start to go there we're not going to condemn but we're going to be honest we're, we're going to talk we're going to have a conversation we're going to say hey my friend 
hey, that's not good. That ain't cool. You know, we start interacting. Why? Because it's not just about the alcohol. It's about our character. Sure. It's a, it's a character issue at that point, whether we're going to be really honest about a true north. Does that make sense? I, I think so. I And I and I, I feel like we also need to go to the other side because as a one on the Enneagram, I'm a, I tend to be a perfectionist. Yep. And so my maybe fatal flaw would be not trying to do something in fear of not being perfect, you know? And so a, a character flaw for me would be maybe not taking a risk. So maybe it's not, you know, I'm going to go get drunk later. Um, that's not my particular flaw, but I think we all have flaws in our basic human nature, like you talked about, yep. that we need to be aware of. And so... Um, and on the other side of it, like being able to take a risk and, and not be af- so afraid to fail, I guess. And, and what we've been, I've been trying to teach myself while I'm teaching my boys as a new homeschool mom is, you know, you don't have to be perfect. I, I'm right. not asking you to get a hundred percent on every single assignment, on every single test, Good. you know, we're teaching Cody to read. I, I don't expect you to know every single sound, every single word you're learning. You're not, you don't have to be perfect, but you do need to try. Yeah. You do need to make the effort. I do need to see you trying to sound something out. And, and in that in our, character in leadership you know i I think also being able to say we know you're not going to be perfect right you're gonna mess up you're gonna have those moments of the drift and what we're saying is let's be quicker to come back exactly to the true north let's be quicker to say okay i'm not perfect and instead of falling off the wagon in any of the flaws that we might have being able to sound the alarm have the conversation with somebody, be accountable and say, I'm coming back to the table of true north. I'm coming back. I'm not going to drift a hundred yards. I drifted 30. I caught myself. I'm going to come back to true north and yep. get back on track. So character doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you're faultless, but it does mean that you're honest with yourself and others. Right. In other words, you are factual. You don't, character can't be based on feelings. Right. That's why we use true north. Character has to be based on the fact, the truth, not our truth, <laughs> God's truth. Right. Right. The truth. That's why I used that, that word drunkenness a while ago. Like, boom, there's a Bible, there's a Bible boundary. Yep. There, there it is. Now let's be really honest and quick to say, that that's getting too far. Let's rein it in. Another thing that character is, uh, or, you know, and it, you're not faultless, you're not perfect, but you honor people whether they're present or not. Right. So a character flaw would be to talk about people behind their back, to say things loosely, sarcastically, you know, make fun of yeah. other other team members. You just got to be careful. Sure. And we have to be willing to say to one another, hey, that's, I'm uncomfortable with that. You know, we, we have to keep bringing that correction to character. Uh, character would say, have fortitude, like build your, build your strength and your fortitude. That, that's character. Yeah. Uh, which simply means I'm not walking away from some, something I'm responsible for. I might start a transition responsibly away from something 
that I don't think I'm supposed to, or I don't feel God want, wants me to continue. And that's totally different than walking away from something you're responsible for. So I'm just trying to create some sense, and this goes way deeper than we have sure. time for today. But that's what we're talking about when we talk about, about character, is we're talking about not being, we're not talking about being perfect or yeah. being faultless. We're talking about knowing truth, having a true north, and saying, this is how I live my life. Yeah, and doing, doing the right things right more often. Right. Just that's, that's the goal. <laughs> Do the right things right. Yep. Yep. More often. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next one. We, we, we have three things that leadership rises and falls on. We've talked about strong character. Yep. Another one we wanted to talk about today is core competencies. So uh, what is, you know, what is core competencies to you? And maybe let's talk about some examples. So Ecclesiastes 10 and 10 says that if the ax is dull and its edge is unsharpened, more strength is needed. But skill will bring success. I love that verse. Mm -hmm. I've loved it for years because we all have a tendency sometimes with a dull ax to just swing harder. Right. <laughs> I'm going to make this work. <laughs> I'm a force and we start being yeah. forceful. So it could be like even when it comes to leading a giving spirit in your church. Mm -hmm. Like if you're just swinging hard, like that's probably going to create more problems sure. than it is creating a groundswell of generosity. But if you sharpen the axe, meaning your skill level of how to communicate about giving, how to communicate about volunteering, it could be the same thing. If you just like yeah. bulldozer. I need you. I'm desperate. We need somebody yeah. here. Go do this. You don't like his. It doesn't matter. Like, like I need whoa. a body. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's swinging hard yep. with a dull X. But if you reframe it and you create that skill of recruiting and going to people with the right verbiage it, it changes the game changes. you're still not going to get a hundred percent but you're going to get a lot more people because your skill is skill different. skill skill that so that's what we're talking about with core competency so in basketball you know this well it would include ball handling it would include what free throw shooting yeah rebounding defense yeah. the footwork yeah and in baseball, it would be pitch, hit, throw, run, maybe. Um, but those things, the coaches just work, 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 stay on the fundamentals. And in education, it is reading and writing and arithmetic. <laughs> like stay with some fundamentals throughout yeah. all of your education and get better at it, get sharper at it. So in leadership core competence also exists. And let me just say this. If you're in a position of leadership and you're not getting people following you like, you know, you would hope, the team's not growing like you would hope, hear me listen up right now because you might take it personal. You might assume people don't like you or you might assume, well, nobody wants to be involved. Nobody wants to nobody wants to, to be on the welcoming team or the connection team. And it may not be that at all. It may be as simple as a lack of leadership skill right. on your part. The good news is, is anyone who wants to improve their leadership competence absolutely can. 
So that's what we mean when we talk about, when we say everything rises and falls on three things. Yep. Like the first one, absolutely character. The second one is core competencies. Yeah. Continuing to develop those things that will make you a better, stronger leader. Fundamentals. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. What I hear you saying is core competencies are the fundamental skills, skills yep. that leadership teams need to yep. have on their team. And so when it when it comes to what does a core competence look like on a leadership team, uh, let's talk about some of those examples. Communication would be one. Right. I'm always, after all these years, amazed at how quickly my ability to communicate can deteriorate in a moment. And, you know, how many of us have been in a moment where we're like, phew, I didn't say it right. I didn't quite get it right. I didn't get it like I wanted to. Well, if you're, if you're really wanting to sharpen the ax of communication, you'll do that the rest of your life as a leader. Mm -hmm. You'll walk away and you go, okay, here's what I wish I would have done, said, come out of my mouth, framed it differently. I come off the platform and sometimes, you know, on a weekend, I'm like, yeah, way to go, Kevin. Mm -hmm. But there's still time where I'm like, you know what? I wish I would have approached it this way. I just sure. wish I would have framed. I feel like I would have been saying better right. what I w I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I think that's also... I, communication is a skill. And I think also what, what you're saying is part of self-awareness too. It's you know, an, which yep. is, I think, another core competence another that, competency. We've, that we've talked about and being able to be self-aware, uh, knowing that it, when I'm self-aware, it's not to put myself in a box. Right. Like I mentioned, I'm an Enneagram one. You know, I tend to be a perfectionist. That's not to give me, you know, free reign to just say, well, I'm a one, so I can't do such and such. Like yep. it's self-awareness doesn't put us in a box. Our personality doesn't put us in a box. Yep. It allows us to become self-aware of our strengths, our weaknesses, the things that we can work on, the way that we can frame how we communicate to ourselves or yeah. to others, um, how we can grow, you That's know, it, but self-awareness is one of those core competencies that helps get people further faster as a leader. I'm glad you brought that up because it's basically... Uh, I've heard psychologists talk about when a person doesn't feel good about themselves, they actually start avoiding mirrors. Mm. And I thought about that with, with leadership is that when you don't feel good about your leadership, it becomes you, you, you subconsciously even maybe avoid the mirror that would show you how you really look. Sure with the goal of actually getting better like and but the more insecure you are the more you'll avoid any form of mirror whether that's a friend talking to you whether that's watching yourself on a video right you know whatever it might be you start avoiding the very thing that actually is could help you get better and develop you know, through greater self-awareness. So sure. self-awareness is, is, a, is, is a definitely a competency that the higher you go, the more aware we are of ourselves, the better yeah. we can, you know, get skilled yeah. at being a leader. Other ones that we've talked about, you know, influence, collaboration, 
problem solving. I mean, yep. anybody can be a problem seeker. We need problem solvers, <laughs> right? Exactly. And um, having the drive, that initiative, discipline. Do you want to yep. hit hit on any of those today? No, uh, maybe we'll talk about those in another one. Okay. Let's just. Uh, Let's move along. We, we got three. I know. There. We've got one more. So let's just kind of bring this yeah. to a, a closing point here. But our last um, our last element, I guess, that we want to talk about, leadership distinctive of what leadership rises and falls on. We've talked about strong character. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about core competencies. The third one is culture. The mm. And I, what we've been talking about is this leadership distinctive of uh, being a culture carrier mm-hmm. and really owning how to create culture by design. So let's talk right. about that for a few minutes. Yeah, it's so important. And the reason I put it right up there is I just believe culture trumps everything. Like at the end of the day, when it comes to um, our churches, our teams, our staff, um, creating the right culture. Uh, and years ago, I wrote a book. People may not even know about it, but it's... Uh, it's a book about church culture by design or by default. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, as I look back over the years of ministry, I think that has been for us, it's been that game changer in so many situations that our church just and our staff, when we automatically are flowing in our culture mm-hmm. and when we're automatically in this space where this is the way we do things around here right. kind of thing, it just it, it it puts everybody at liberty. It puts everybody in freedom. We know what we are, and therefore we know what we're not. And there's a clarity around what we do around here and the way we do it. And so culture, 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 culture coming in, culture going out. And the better the better you are as a leader at actually embracing that culture into your own self and being that automatically, it will go with you as a culture carrier. Right. So for example, if you're a children's um, pastor or leader, the, the team culture you feel in the staff atmosphere that maybe is set by your pastor or the staff meeting set by your pastor or the main auditorium set by your pastor, whatever the design is of the culture of your church those are the kind of things you want to carry mm-hmm. and you want to carry it over to the children's area to the team the cho- you don't want a whole different culture right, right in the youth department or the children's department than you have in the main auditorium or the main setting with the team culture carrying means you have it and it goes with you and you transmit it and yeah. you expand or extend the culture, the DNA of the house. Yeah. And I, I think that's so important, though, because a lot of times team members could take for granted that the culture that's in the main auditorium will just naturally trickle mm. into their department. So right. whether it's into the connections team or into the kids team or the youth team. And it's so important to say, no, I have to be a culture carrier. Right. I need to take the culture of our church and and actually infuse it. I need to teach it and I need to live it. Um, I I heard it before that culture isn't taught, it's lived. Mm. So we can say what culture is and and Mm -hmm. teach it. But at the end of the day, 
our, our actions are is what is going to make that right. culture live or die. Yep. And so we have to live that culture into our teams and into our locations yep. or into our departments and bring that culture to life in all of the different rooms of our church and all the different teams of our church by being a culture carrier. I just tell you, as a, as a church leader, uh, going into other churches uh, and speaking and communicating, um, it's a it's like night and day when I go into a healthy culture versus going into an unhealthy culture. Mm-hmm. Like in a healthy culture, um, I speak better. I communicate effectively. I enjoy myself. In an unhealthy culture, I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> this is no fun. Mm-hmm. And so what I try to do is I try to help people realize that you're creating a healthy culture so the same thing can happen when people come into your team. Right. If they, if good people come in that have a good culture in their life and they walk into a culture of negativity, they walk into a culture that's not affirming, they walk into a culture where the team's not pulling together and unified, they get in there and are like, whoa, they, they don't want to be in that. Sure. They don't want to be on that team. And they may never tell you, but the, what they're feeling, what they're sensing is culture yep so that's why culture is way up at the top and leadership rises and falls on the culture we create yeah i I mean the culture will happen by design or or by default by default it it will the culture there is going to be a culture yep and it's not just the culture that you say or that you want it's going to be the culture that is lived and acted out and so it's going to happen by design or, or by, by default, default by yeah. default and if we want it to be a life-giving positive culture um, you know that is gospel oriented and bible based and welcoming and unified we can't just say it we also have carry to carry it, it create it where yep. we go amen Man, well, I hope that this conversation has been helpful and we've just gotten it started. There's so many more things to say, but we hope that you'll take this to your team and talk about what are some core competencies that are are alive in your team and in yourself. What are some character things that you can do and get better at? What are what are some of the culture by design that's working? And what are some of the culture (laughs) by defaults that need to be addressed? I mean, I'm thinking of some right now at my location. I'm like, okay, I know. I got to highlight these and make some changes, you know? And so we're not, we don't have to be perfect, but we need to try. We need to get back on track and find that true North. So any last thoughts, any, any great things you want to share? Yeah. I just hope I see all of you at team church conference coming in In August, August. first week of August. If you haven't registered yet, I hope you do. And the whole team, bring the whole team, be a part of this August team church conference.